Howdy, family. Today's episode is sponsored by Ready, Set, Execute, the six-step goal-setting course that's set on you taking action and executing. Visit ReadySetExecute.com and enjoy today's episode. What's up, family? Welcome to another episode of Next Gen Fridays. I'm your host the, with the most, often imitated but never duplicated, the best thing since sliced bread, Chris Latham. And I have here with me today a guest, a special guest, all the way from across the pond, Floor Van Gissel. Floor, introduce yourself to the family, please. Hello, everyone. My name is Floor. I'm 21 years old, and I own a digital marketing agency. And I am also going to school full time. Awesome. So, Floor, I want to say first off, thank you for your time and joining me on this. And two, thank you for saying your age, because for the past episodes, I've been forgetting to ask people their age like halfway through. So I'm happy that this knocks it out the park right at the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Cool, cool, cool. So interesting story. You're 21 years old. You got a digital marketing agency and you're in school full time. Yeah, basically. Just briefly explain like what what are you studying in school that's taking all your time? And then if you just tell us the story of how you started your digital marketing agency. Yeah, so... um... Basically, I am studying business management. So this is basically studying all of the things you need to start your own business. So it does make a good connection with my business because, of course, a lot of elements are within uh, my studies that I need, need for my business. Obviously, not all of them, but a lot of them are there. So that's really, it's really good. Um, overall, I started my marketing agency in Valencia because uh, the first uh, before I did this studies I uh, did a previous studies uh, which is a lower level I'm not sure how you say that in uh, in your your country because um, we have different levels in school Um, so it was kind of a lower level from bachelor's degree and uh, I kind of basically did the same thing there so it all um, it was it was called international business, not business, business management, but international business. But it was basically the same thing. So I already finished an education within business. So that was an advantage for myself because also the English, of course, you know, the actual business English to learn is like more difficult than, you know, your standard English, like, you know. So um, after I finished that, uh, I didn't really want to go back to school immediately you know I didn't want to get a bachelor's degree and everything so after that I decided that I wanted to go uh yeah explore the world just live a live a little you know just uh do something else so then I decided to go to Spain and yeah to Valencia Spain and I came across people that introduced me basically to the online business world actually and this was really new for me because I knew there were possibilities online. I just didn't know there were like these types of possibilities. So when they explained it to me and they had like this, this vibe going on that was like really, that would, like really impacted me as a person. I was like, wow, like I want this life. You know, I want to be able to travel the world and have my own business and, you know, be my own boss and, you know, live on my own terms. And that's not, that's something that I've always wanted. I just never knew how to reach it. And from that moment on, I knew how I needed to do it. And 
um, those people gave me a bit of an advantage because um, they gave me, because they were like in the course industry. So they sold courses for uh, online businesses. So to, to start your online business. Um, so they just finished a course they sold online, which was an agency course to start your own agency and uh, sort of basically got it for free. So which gave me a little advantage. <laughs> so I immediately got into that and I was like really motivated. Like I was in Spain, I was doing like starting my own business. I was in the meantime working a little bit outside there. So uh, in the beginning I worked at a restaurant and then after that I worked um, in the bicycle industry. So like doing tours in the city, you know. Nice, was how was that? It was really cool, really cool. Like, you know, because we Dutch people, we like to, you know, bike. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, in Valencia, there were a lot of Dutch tourists. And um, yeah, so people who had a, a bicycle company there really wanted me to do tours because I could do the uh, tours in Dutch. Oh, so, nice. You know, Added they really value. wanted me to. Yeah, exactly. So it was really nice. So they really wanted me to be there. Um, so yeah, but in the meantime, also I started worked on my business, like getting getting all the knowledge down and stuff. And um, yeah, just I needed I the, the one thing that I needed was I needed to practice with someone, and um, I found someone who wanted like I like I was doing her marketing for her in exchange for um, I could live with her in a room. Okay, so first off, room. that is the greatest trade in the world i Instead know free food was, or like a sir yeah. i get a place to rest my head god that is good arbitrage not arbitrage yeah. that's a good trade that is a good trade because at that point i was there for like six months so i was like kind of running out of money so i was like because i like you know i had savings and stuff but you know eventually you ran out and i couldn't earn that much at the bicycle company that i could like sustain myself like completely so eventually my money ran out so i was like hmm, what am i gonna do now i just want to say i like that because it's so when you mentioned that your money's running out and the biggest cost anybody has is lodgement like having a place to sleep and you found a way to leverage your new skill into knocking out the most like the biggest expense you're going to have being anywhere which is a place to sleep and i, I gotta commend you for that that is well played <laughs> i mean it's also a bit of a goodwill from the other side of course like she really yeah she was a really she's a really good person like the one who gave me that so like she's really really sweet and like um i really also believed in her concept and she really also believed in me as a person so i think from both sides it was just really good um and overall we like both like together we just you know we clicked so she had like a dog and two cats so and i like that so <laughs> match made in heaven <laughs> exactly exactly so you know kind of was lucky with that and um yeah i just stayed with her for many months eventually uh but then covid started and then we i was in spain and we couldn't go outside for two months literally so like we were sitting inside all freaking day and her business was built on the fact that you had to see people in person so that kind of just like didn't happen anymore like we just like we started off it went so well like she has a really um 
like uh, a high, uh, how do you say that? High end? Yeah, high end product service. So I think with like one prospect, you could already already earn like 2000 euros. Pretty good, that's um, pretty good. So in two weeks, you already had two prospects that were about to convert, which was amazing because we only put in like 750 euros. So, you know, the ROS was really good. And for those, sorry, for those that don't know, ROI is a return on investment. So, um, yeah, sometimes I forget that people don't know that. <laughs> when you get, it's a funny thing, because like when you dive into a world, you learn all the language, you learn all the acronyms. And when you come back to the regular world, you forget that people don't know everything you know. Yeah. And when you're talking with in the agency, it's like you're talking the same lingo over and over. But then when you come out to like mom and dad or friends, like, dude, I have no idea what you're saying. That is a problem. That is a problem because especially for me, when I have to explain my prospects, like what I'm doing and what I'm going to do, it's like, I really have to talk so like childish basically that I'm like kind of laughing at myself, <laughs> you know? <laughs> the term there is explain it to me like I'm five. And it also comes down to, if you really understand something very well, you could pretty much explain it to anybody in many different ways. Mm -hmm. And if you can't, that means you really don't understand what it is you're doing. Yeah. And I think, especially when it comes to digital marketing, it's tough. Cause like, it's, there's not quite anything tangible that you're selling. It's a service that you got to build trust in that relationship and they got to eventually trust you to do the right thing and not screw them over. And especially mm -hmm. in this field with um, such a low barrier of entry, a lot of people are screwing people over by either just not being ethical or not doing the right things or just purposely going out there to just make as much money as they can and like leave people with a bad taste in their mouth for digital marketers. So there's so much more work when you're doing things properly that you got to put more effort in just to undo what the bad the other person did. It's almost like dating. <laughs> you, know, you had a bad experience with a few people. Like all people are like, it's like, no, they're not. You just got to like give people a chance and like let whatever happened in the past not dictate your experiences in the future. Yep, that's true. That's true. Difficult though, difficult path. It is, it is, but it's something we all need to learn in life. We all need to learn. Absolutely so, true. What I'm loving so far in your story is that you technically your first client was the lady's business in which you helped her get two clients the first week and she gave you a place to live. Yeah. I know when they try to get their first clients, a lot of work. This just kind of happened organically. Sort of, I guess. I mean, in Valencia, I felt like a lot of things happened for a reason. You know, you feel like I, I just had like this period of time there where I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, I feel like, like faith is like trying to get me like somewhere basically, and pushing me around or pushing me into that area of people who have the right expertise and then meeting someone else who can help me in that expertise. And, you know, like everywhere elements were coming in my life that I at that point needed, which is insane if you think about it. Yeah, like that's just perfect timing, one back to back to back to back. And that's, I, I truly believe in the law of attraction. I truly believe in the law of attraction, right? And when I came into Valencia, I was not at a, in a good place, like not at all, because I did finish my education, which was good. Like I just had a graduation, but then I was on holiday with my mom and her boyfriend at the time. And that went really shitty because her boyfriend was turned out to be an ass and we kind of had to get it the getaway car and like, you know, we were also in Spain, so we drove to the train station and my mom and I, we went to Valencia to drop me off. And then I got into an apartment that I rented beforehand. Turned out I got the complete wrong room, like this room from like 
four meters by two meters, literally. No! I could barely move in. And there was no air conditioning. It was 35 degrees Celsius. And I didn't even have like normal like wind coming from like the window because I was like inside the building, you know? Oh. And it was terrible. And I was like, crap, what am I going to do now? <laughs> I like, like literally straight on the press for two weeks straight, like living there even though I was like in an amazing place, like it doesn't matter if you're good. Like I did realize like at that point, I realized like if you're not in a good place in yourself, it doesn't matter where you are because Valencia is beautiful. It's an amazing place. And I, I felt so homesick and lost and I didn't know what to do. Like I didn't have a job. I didn't have anything. I was just there in my room and I was like, help, help me. <laughs> so eventually I took action and I like, got out got out of there like i just like called the, the agency that i got it from was like yo i don't want this so like two weeks after i uh, got a new place which is really nice uh because it was all new and i uh just came there like the first i was like the first person there like yeah i was in, a, in an apartment with two other rooms like my room and two other rooms and none of them were taken yet so i was like completely in a new apartment with an air conditioning for god's sakes <laughs> just i don't know from there it kind of started in my opinion because, you know, I needed to start making friends. Like, I, I didn't know anyone there. So I was like, well, my mom went home in the meantime, of course. So, <laughs> like, I was on my own. And um, I kind of went out, like, the one evening that changed everything for me was the first night that I went out on my own. Like, I went out into a club on my own um, from, like, an organization that um, was, like, there was a Facebook group. It was called uh, um, Valencia. Um, how do you say that? People from another country who were living in a expats. Yeah, expats. Exactly. There were there was a there was a Facebook group from uh, called Valencia Expat or Expats in Valencia. I don't know for sure. And they organized a lot of events. And every Friday they had these tandem parties, and everybody could get like get in there for free and like get a flag you know with your nationality and then you could meet a lot of people there and the guys who kind of like made me oh well not made me kind of introduced me to the online marketing world um were also at that party and they didn't weren't in this like through that organization but they were there and they were like seeing my flag on my shoulder and they were like hey you're dutch we're dutch too and we're like i was like oh yeah hey fun you know <laughs> And that's where kind of where it started. And uh, also met a lot of my friends in that night as well, which was really nice. So it kind of started for me there. And yeah, they gave me the course for fall. They uh, gave me the course for free, which wasn't really supposed to happen. But side note. <laughs> you, got the, you got the Dutch discount. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it was sort of a goodwill thing. <laughs> I have a, like I have a lot of things I owe a lot of things from goodwill actually and I don't know why but it just happens people kind of believe in me and I really I don't I mean I believe in me so you know but it's strange that other people also believe in you like that because they don't know you that well as you do I think for that, there's definitely an energy that gets put out that people. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying with the with the with the law of attraction thing. Like, if you really have the right intentions in life, and you from the core you are 
passionate and are good to others, basically. I think a lot of things in life will have an advantage for you. And I'm not saying like it went perfect because there were a lot of setbacks, a lot of setbacks. But yeah, so Valencia was kind of the start, basically. And then I came back and I started school again because, I mean, due to COVID, everything just kind of got like back down. And I was kind of rolling around in my own circle uh, and not getting out of it in terms of success for my business. So um, I decided to go back to school on which there was a term for me to go back to school because I really didn't want to study again. Although there was a term for me that um, I wanted to be able to run my business. I wanted to grow. I didn't want to stop it because, I don't know, I kind of experienced this life of, and, and personal growth. And I didn't feel like I can, could reach that personal growth level in school as much as I would do in my business. And yeah, so that was the condition, basically. And I had a, well, I didn't really mention this before, but I had a really toxic relationship before in Valencia, which haunted me for a long time. And then I came back to the Netherlands when I started my new study year and um, kind of went back to that person again for a month. And then that what fucked up again. So, you know. Got to learn the hard way. <laughs> stay, away, stay away from toxic energy. Yeah, exactly. So, and then someone who I met online before kind of said like, because he was always in also, also in online marketing. Mm-hmm. And he said like, I know you can do this. Like you have the right energy. You have the, the right, the right um, intentions and you have the right mindset. You are, a, you are, a, a, you think like a digital marketer or like a marketer. So I do know you, you, you understand, like, I know you get this. I know you can do this. I believe in you. And he already kind of succeeded in a business. Like he had all, like two businesses set up at the time and he was doing really well, but yeah, he was also really a person that wanted to give a lot of goodwill to other people again. So he said to me like, Floor, you should, you should find a coach. And he basically helped me a lot in that department. He um, found Sin for me, Cynthia, my coach, and your coach. Shout out Cynthia Sandoval. What up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, he helped me a lot in that department. Yeah, he believed in me again. Just the, the part where he believed in me. And um, yeah, I think I, I, I can't believe how people can be so generous. I still can't believe it. <laughs> I, I still like, of like I, I in terms of financial like I hate I hate finance and stuff like that because I'm like I really want to do everything myself but you can't do everything yourself right nope and like I'm going to school code going on I have no job like I have a side job but I don't have a side job because COVID because I work in a restaurant <laughs> and I just didn't have the money at all so and I, of course, I, I mean, I didn't want to let him pay everything because I was like, yo, that's not going to happen, you know, because I want this as much. Maybe I want this more than you do. So, you know, so I paid as much as I could and then he paid the rest. 
which doesn't matter, but I just kind of want to, I don't know, express my gratitude in a way. Mm-hmm. Showing, showing how thankful and grateful you are. I, I just can't believe that people, people can do that. Like people do that. Like I, and that's, that's something I want to touch on. Like it's, I love how you're dumbfounded and amazed that like people actually do good. And I'm a firm believer in that if you look for good, you're going to find a lot of good that goes on in the world. There's a ton of stuff that are going on in the world. But we also live in a world where we are inundated with a bunch of negative information and a bunch of bad that's going on in the world. When in reality, there's just as much, if not more good that's being taken place. But if you don't know where to go look for it, or if you just so believe that everyone's going to harm you and do bad things, so you're never going to open yourself up to the idea. And when you talk about the whole living life with intentions and law of attraction, and it's the sort of thing where like law of attraction is 100% real, but you also need to be open to seeing opportunities that come your way. Like you can't just think it don't happen. You have to think it and you have to open your eyes to see these opportunities. And the most important part is you got to take action. And when I hear, when I go back over the story you were just sharing about how you went through this is that you had good intentions in going out there to explore Valencia and just kind of see things. And then in doing that, you met some people that introduced you to the whole world of online business and digital marketing. And the fact that there were good people and like you started seeing that you started, your first view of digital marketing was that it's achievable. It's real. It's an actual business. It's not something you're watching some guy on YouTube. You have no idea if their story is real or not. You have no idea if the numbers are real or not. But you met folks that are in the trenches doing the work day in, day out. So you got a taste of what the day in the life is like. You got to see their stories, their businesses and how they went through it, which at the same time, for a first view into a new world, that brings with a whole lot more confidence and belief that it could actually happen and it's actually a real thing versus watching some random person on YouTube who's paying a bunch of ads to make themselves look bigger. And I believe that you diving headfirst into it with nothing but 100% belief allowed you to be successful to where you are today and also allowed you to open yourself up to these different opportunities that were coming your way. So I think Mm -hmm. that's like, that's a good job on your part for doing that and taking action on it because many of us, we have these beliefs that we want what for what we want to have happen in life, but very few folks actually take action on it. And that's the big part that when it comes to law of affirmation and law of attraction, I'm a bit iffy on it, not because it's not real, it is real, but it's that there's never enough emphasis on people taking action. And I love that you took the action, you met them, you dive right into it. Somebody offered you an opportunity with a free course, you didn't waste it, you took action on it. And here you are now with your own agency studying full-time, which... I don't know how I, we're gonna have to ask you about time management, how you pull that off. Cause that's insane. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was coming to that. Um, so I started a coaching and I did a full-time studies and um, my studies was really, well, it is really intense because we have a lot, a lot of courses. Uh, but the one thing that I, why I chose this studies is that I can cut back on a few courses if I want to. So basically what I did now is from eight courses in the second semester, I chose to, to drop two courses and do them later on. So I'll probably like do my studies a bit longer, but you know, I have the extra time to manage both, which is good because I'm still kind of running almost a full-time co- uh, course. I just needed the little extra time. So taking two courses off just gave me that little extra time I needed. And a bit of peace of mind, because if I would do my full course, I would probably go crazy. 
we don't want you burning out. That's never a good thing. No. And that's also what I've learned. Like time management is a bit <laughs> like project management for me is 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 for one of the hardest things, honestly. And I think we shouldn't be ashamed of that, especially at my age. Because like I told my dad, like I'm time blocking, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I was like, Floor, what the hell? You're 21. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I want to touch on that. It's crazy because here you are 21 saying your time long. People are like, what are you doing? Like, you shouldn't be doing it. You should be having fun. But what do you mean I should be having fun? You tell me all my life I need to get ready to grow up and become an adult and be responsible. Now, here I am being responsible. Tell me, no, no, you're being responsible too soon. Let's delay that responsibility. But when in reality, you being responsible now, organizing yourself now, time blocking now, allows you to maximize your time, increase your income so that you can then start enjoying life a whole lot sooner than what we say in North America is the retired age of 65 which is being pushed back every single year. So instead of like waiting for later, you're working hard now while you have the energy, while you're motivated, while you still have that new feel to something, like something that's new. There's still a little, um, I can't find the word right now. There's a little, not nostalgia. It's, wow, I'm drawing a blank on the word, but it's still, <laughs> still exciting. And like, you're going to ride that wave with that high and just kind of go all in. And then once you have these systems and processes set up, you can then slowly start pulling back and start enjoying life a bit more. Exactly. And it's not about that, in my opinion. Um, I, I always, I'm, a, I'm always a project seeker. Like, I need to grow or create or invest in myself to feel satisfied. So I think starting a business for myself was also kind of therapeutic in a way, <laughs> because it kind of settled me down because I knew I was productive. But I also really enjoy it, not only because I grow myself like I, I do like personal development is a huge like deal in like getting a business starting a business but also just the work like I learned so much like doing discovery calls uh, making plans making strategy uh, strategies making like running ads just knowing the entire online world because I mean that's the future so like, I know I'm going to be good in, like, the future. Yeah. Like, when I'm 20 years from now, I can probably still use a few of these skills. Like, maybe not in the same way, but, you know. Yeah, you're putting your, what I like to call is you're putting your reps in. You're getting that practice. Yeah. And you're getting that experience that's going to compound and get better over time. So by the time you fast forward five years, you're going to know a whole lot more than somebody who's just starting out. And you're going to have that experience from that information from the past as well. So that's a big, big plus. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm curious to know, in, so we got the whole backstory, how things started. What would you say is the biggest struggle you had in developing and growing your business outside of time blocking and school? Um, well, before I started the coaching, I would say that was the most struggle because I was really insecure. And, um, you know, being a 21-year-old in business, especially where I'm from, People kind of don't believe in that, sort of, you know? Mm -hmm. It's not part of the culture out there. Well, it's, I mean, business in my family. My, my dad owns a business, but like we always say, we have a saying in Holland that says, if you're normal, you're already crazy enough. That's like a saying there. <laughs> and I hate that saying. I hate it. And my dad is really, or my parents are really like that. And I'm not saying that to, you know, because... I love them to death, but 
in that department were really different. Mm-hmm. So in a way, I, I, my confidence was really lacking because I felt like I couldn't tell businesses like, oh, you can maybe improve that or this or, you know. And I don't know, it just put a bit of a strain on my usual geeky self, I guess. Like I'm always... When I talk, I usually can't stop. I'm not sure if you've noticed. <laughs> oh, it's great. For a host, this is amazing. I love this. Okay. <laughs> awesome. So, and then with this, I was really, I don't know, I it, because I knew business is business, right? So you need to be careful with your words. You need to be, you need to know everything, you, what you're talking about. You need to be able to step in their shoes and be like, yo, what do they want? What do they need? And all of that combined with my insecurity was kind of like crushing on me, I -hmm. guess. There was a lot of pressure weighing down on you. Yeah. And also kind of made me feel like that I maybe shouldn't be doing this or maybe I wasn't fit to run a business because I, you know, I failed like so many times when prospects and discovery calls and whatnot you know so and it's all part of the deal it's all part of the deal so you know I'm happy I got the experience so but overall with my coaching I definitely learned I almost feel like I always almost feel like I'm reviewing my Cynthia again (laughs) Um, but no I almost I, I did feel like with the coaching that I really gained my confidence and like got into that point where um yeah, I was not afraid to tell people like, yo, look at this. This is what you're doing. But you could also be doing that, you know, mm-hmm. finding gaps and being able to understand, like explain to people like why and how I can fix it for them. I'm curious because like I, I, I know I know Cynthia and she's she's badass. She's got like just badass energy, which is which is amazing. Yeah. And totally. I believe I already kind of know the answer to this, but just I'm curious and also for the listeners is before you started your coaching courses with Cynthia, you mentioned that you had a lack of confidence in your ability and also a bit in your knowledge, which comes from like when you start off, most people aren't going to be as confident, which is totally normal. So I'm curious to know is how has Cynthia directly impacted in helping you improve your confidence? And I'm going to take a guess on what the answer is. And you can let me know if I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, let me know what, let, let us know what it is. But I believe that one of the biggest impacts in how Cynthia helped improve her confidence was just in viewing her, how she is. She's very assertive. She knows when she's talking to clients. She knows what she's talking about. She, when she comes in, she comes with facts and proper information. And she's very, she has a dominant presence when she's into that coaching mode, into business mode. And I believe that just you being around there, you kind of, some of that rubs off onto you. It's like, fuck, if she could do it, then like, of course I could do it. If she believes that I could do it and she could do it then who am I to say that she's wrong? Cause she knows what she's talking about. So she must be right. So in that sense, I means I could do it too. Totally. Totally. And I, I always say like, Cynthia is not just a business coach. She's a life coach as well. And I felt like she really tipped into that missing pieces that I, um, that I had and just tapped into it and gave me the necessary tools. pieces, gave me the necessary tools. Like, for example, what helped me as a digital marketer was making a product around it. So like building uh, a proposal and um, like working with programs like uh, HoneyBook, like I don't use HoneyBook because I can't, because, I can't because it's not function, it doesn't function in Europe, but um, like programs like that and really 
make a product around what you're actually selling. So it really becomes like you can like make it visual, make it actual, like actually visual what you're what you're selling. And I think making it visual, since I'm more of a visualized visualist person, if that is that a correct word? <laughs> a visual person, yeah. I'm a visual person, and that really helped me to make it visual for myself, but also for the client. So like, yo, this is what it is. You can say anything about it, but this is what it is. And that's one thing I want to say that is super important because like when you're working in the digital world, nothing is really tangible. You can't really see or touch services that are being sold. And I just, this, this is what comes down to productizing a service is you have a service, but if you could create your service in the form of a product that the person could see, I'll say digitally touch and experience, it's easier to sell that as a product, as opposed to this, a service that I'm giving, you just got to trust in them to get the job done. And I believe mm-hmm. that is a great, great way to sell any sort of service. And mm-hmm. one thing I also want to touch on is when you mentioned how for you, Cynthia was more than a business coach, she was also a life coach. And that makes me laugh because I've, have you ever heard of the copywriter named Neville? Neville Midhora? Heard of the name. So the reason this touches me and makes me laugh is he wrote a blog post on how to become a life coach. And it's satire, the whole beginning of it. And he's like, you know, you got to wear a certain attire. You got to have this, put some quotes. But essentially goes, the best life coaches are people that have actually done stuff in their life and have built in this example, use build businesses because you have a lot of business life coaches, but like the number one question to ask them is like, what can I see your, your receipts? Like, let me see your income statements. Cause like, who are you? Are you some random person? Yeah. And the thing is when you're helping someone develop their business, you're also helping them develop as a person. Cause the person you are right now, isn't the person you need to be to run the business you want to run. So exactly. as you're developing your business, you need to level up yourself as a person as well. So being a business coach is also being a life coach and I could parallel that. Like I had coaching with Drayshawn. He's like, hey, you're doing SEO, but you're also doing business development because you can mm-hmm. focus on the one thing, but if you don't have everything together, it's going to be useless. So now like Flora Valencia, if she's running, she were to run the business that Flora is running now in 2021 of March, April, she wouldn't succeed because Flora mm-hmm. from Valencia had to level up and upgrade to become Flora of April 2021 now to run the business she's running. And there's more leveling up and upgrading and transformation of Flora to get to, to become the bigger agency that she's going to build. And that's a huge important part. And that's why I love when it comes to coaching is finding a coach that helps you in your particular niche. And mm-hmm. if they could transfer skills that help you develop as a person, to me, they're doing a phenomenal job because it's very easy to be one track mind. I'm going to show you how to run your business, but like, no, like each person's different. And I know Sen's a big exactly. fan of the personality test, which is super important. And like, I look back, I've done those tests years ago, but I've never like, I tried to attach the business at the same time. Right. Cause the way you are and the way someone else is will run their business completely differently, but it doesn't mean that you both still can't be successful because exactly. it is a big enough pie and there's enough slices for everybody to succeed. I agree. I agree. Really? Yeah. I, what, like the, 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 the thing that I've learned probably the most, I would say in my entire journey is not just the overall knowledge that I've gained to run my digital marketing business, but also the knowledge, I think the most important knowledge that I gathered, that I gained, was about myself and understood who I am as a person, my strengths, my weaknesses, um, and, and tap into that. Like, overall, exposing it, you know? Not running away from it. Yeah, acknowledging, acknowledging it and being aware. 
And oh man, I so like I, I want to jump out the chair, but I can't because you know I'm recording. But <laughs> what I'm loving is that here you are, 21 years old, and when I think to the past guests I've recorded with that are under the age of 26, and the common thing I'm coming across is there's a high sense and level of maturity amongst everybody I've interviewed. And when I think about the common denominator is that they're each either building a business or trying to sell a product. Like some people are authors that I'm interviewing. And yeah. it takes a certain level of growth. And a big product you mentioned is you got to get out of your comfort zone to develop, to grow, to become the person you want to become, to be able to sell the product you want to sell or have the yeah. business you want to have. And I'm not going out there saying that everybody should start a business. That's not the thing at all. But there is some sort of accelerated growth and maturity that takes place when you have to create your own business that's going to survive, that's going to feed you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And that's when, when I think back to that, I'm like, I'm loving this because I'm like, here I'm talking to 21 year olds. I got a 13 year old I'm going to interview soon who's an author who wrote his third book. I'm still amazed by that. And it's just, there's this energy from each person of like, yeah, like I got to grow. I got to learn. I got to do things. I'm going to make mistakes. And it's the same things that you hear from all these 40, 50 year old business people that have been successful telling you, these are the lessons you learned. Like we all listened to like Damon John. We all listened to Tom Bill and all these high business folks tell you the secret of success. And it's all the same thing. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fall, get back up keep pushing, keep developing yourself, push yourself to learn more and Mm -hmm. going through uncomfortable situations will lead to growth. And I'm looking at this, I'm like, everyone's complaining. Like this is why I do the podcast, right? Everyone's complaining. The next generation, they're lost. They don't know what they're doing, but all I'm hearing are the next generation. I'm like, dude, we listen to you. I believe the generation is going to come much farther than- 100%. 100%. You know what's the difference between even millennials and Z generation? Because we grew up with the internet, we know where to look and find the information from an early age, you know? When you were 21, you, you weren't able to tap into all this information, you know? We have all of the information we need right at our fingertips. And I think really that's the big difference. Yes. And like when I think to like when I was growing up, it was very much like I'll use like certain examples. Like you go to school, you need to learn this stuff because you never know when you need this information. You need to learn this by heart. Or my favorite is in math. You know, Chris, you never know if you're not always going to have a calculator on you. You need to learn these things. But now we have this thing called the cell phone with us at all times. Sometimes you're in a room, you could just say, hey, Alexa, or, hey, Google or hey, Siri. And like things will come up. You have access to information that you need and which allows you, I think, which is where the next generation comes in is that you learn to compartmentalize and sort out the information you need that's important for right now. And if it's something that I know I could search and look up at any time, I'm not going to keep that in my memory. I know I need to search it. I know where to find it. And you've had years, like from the time you were a baby, you learn of where to search for what, where to find certain things. And I think that's a huge skill that comes out to being, it comes out to being resourceful. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I realized as a kid, even that I was really good at research like researching for the, for the exact thing that I needed for, for example, product research. I could really tap, like I could really find it, look at the entire internet at the right corner where I needed to find it, even with what's really, really rare, you know? I could, I could find it. And I think actually that's also all a skill on its own. Oh yeah, <laughs> that, oh, most definitely that is. And like, when I think of research, I remember being in school, teachers like, you know, you're gonna go to a library. I want you guys to find three books, one in French, and like one uh, online article. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like one, like the whole world's going on on the internet. All the information is going to be there. They should be teaching us the skills of how to decipher what is BS information and what is real information. And that comes down to teaching people their deductive reasoning skills and being able to assess and break down what's good information, what's bad information, which is something that we need to learn. Because now with uh, 
the world of clickbait headlines and just getting people to react on things without realizing is the story even real or not, mm-hmm. it's super easy to get misinformation pushed out and passed out oh, there. Oh yeah, totally. And that's why experience is really important as well. I think eventually experience will beat knowledge, but I guess, you know, the generation from now, it, people have it easier in this point to, to grow. Well, and because there's much more competition as well. So mm-hmm. maybe not easier, but in a way we are able to start our own business really easy. Like every idiot above 18 can start a business. If you're going to succeed- Even, even below 18, you got 13 year olds running stuff. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But like not registered in, you know, <laughs> I'm not sure how that, it, how, how that, how that goes in, the, in Canada or the US, but in the Netherlands, you can't start a business under 18. You need to be wow. 18, like to be registered, you know, in the government. So that is yeah. crazy because there's like one of my dream guests is uh, I think he's 14 years old now. He created this clothing line called Spurgo Billionaire. And at the Whoa. age of like 12 or 14, he retired his mom off of selling clothes on the athleisure wear. So that's oh definitely God. one of my like goals. I'm like, dude, you're 14. You retired your mom in a, with a clothing brand. I, I want to know the story and I want to interview that person. But it's again, like he's living in America where those possibilities are more open up. Like it's free. Like Yeah, more- that's the difference between America and Europe. In America, possibilities are endless. Yeah, and that's a big part that comes down to your environment. And it's like, I definitely want to touch back and talk about like experience beats knowledge, but it's like you only gain knowledge through experience. True, true. And I always tell folks, knowledge doesn't come with age, it comes with experience. And of course, like to experience stuff, you need to actually do something. You need to tap into it. You need to be motivated. You got to execute. Exactly. If you don't do it, you're, yeah, well, you're going to be one of the stereotype generation people. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And I think a big part that motivates the next generation and part of my generation, and also you explained a bit in part of the story when you explained how you were growing up and the culture even, is I know for a lot of people that I've interviewed and a lot of people I speak to, it's we don't want to have the life our parents have. Not saying it's a bad life. It's just that like, when you're a kid, you see them coming home stressed. You see them coming home tired. You see them doing the overtime. And it's not to say that we want to live in a world where we're not working because we understand work has to be done no matter what. But it's that we want to live life a bit more differently, um, more on our terms. We could explore what we want to explore. We could do what we want to do while still being able to have a balance in life instead of let me work for oh. 80 hours and then like live for the weekend. Like, no, like you could live throughout the week as well and have that balance. Exactly. And I knew on a very early age that I did not want a nine to five job. I have done three internships, amazing ones to, to say, like I've worked, I'm not sure you probably don't know this company, Rituals Cosmetics. It's, uh, it's Rituals Cosmetics. It's, um, it's a Dutch, it's originated from Holland, but it's a global company right now. It's really grown a lot in the past few years. And in 2000 and I think 2017, yeah, 2017, I've worked there as an intern for three months in HR, which was one of the best internship person could have really. It was really great. But even though it was fun to work there, I knew I didn't want to be in a nine to five job. I just knew, even though I enjoyed it there. Because first of all, I mean, I'm really easily bored. I'm really easily bored with like, you know, being in the same place every day and doing the same stuff and, you know, really easily bored. Listening 
like I, I want to be my own boss because, well, I don't care. I don't mind listening to other people, but at some point I do <laughs> because you want to be free. You know, you want to be free in, in, in what you as a person, because you have a mind of your own, like you're a creative person, you know, everybody is creative. So in a way you want to do your own stuff once you like tired out the subject, you know? So, and I think that's the part also where I get blocks in that department. So like, I and I discovered, like I've done three internships, I've discovered on a really early age that I didn't want to do a nine to five. And yeah, when I met those people in Valencia, it all clicked, it all clicked. <laughs> Wonderful. And so this ties perfectly into my next question is, where do you see the future of your agency? Like, where do you see it going? How do you see it growing? Well, of course, the goal is to grow, you know, it's to grow always personally and business wise. And um, I think until I finish my studies, which is probably also the time that I need, obviously, to really fully integrate in society with my business and like make a name for myself, basically. Not sure, like, I'm not sure where I'm gonna be in, in, in three years, you know? I like That's one thing that I even don't wanna think about because basically from the moment that I stepped into Valencia, I was like, I'm gonna live my life every day as it comes. And of course I have future plans, but I'm not sure what I'm gonna do in three years. Like I wanna continue this path, but when something else or something like I can upgrade from this to maybe, I don't know what, then I will take it maybe. Well, if it if it fits my needs, you know. So, I think in three years, if I'm gonna be specific, if I finish my studies, um, it's probably gonna continue my business. Really take all of my time, grow, expand, and yeah, maybe even start something beside it, like something that I'm as a person really passionate about, you know? Because of course, like, it's fun to run my business, but Facebook ads is not my passion. It's, I mean, yeah, I'm not sure. If, is that a passion? I don't think for anyone really, right? You never know, right? Some people you may never just know. Facebook that much. <laughs> I, enjoy, I enjoy doing it. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, I enjoy doing it. But at some point, really, I wanna create something like really, I'm really passionate about. So what would you say are some of your current passions? Like, I know when it comes to things we're passionate about, sometimes it flows, it comes in and out. But at the moment, what are you most passionate about? One of my most cons consistent, consistent uh, passions is probably with makeup. I've enjoyed makeup since I was like 10 years old. <laughs> and YouTube also really enhanced that passion. I YouTube think. University, it's the biggest school out there. Oh, yeah. And it also taught me a lot about the world as well. Like it also made my passion grow for, for travel and everything. So um, like I can go on a long time about makeup, but yeah, makeup is probably something I want to do in later. Not sure what, because creating an actual makeup brand is something entirely different. <laughs> like I really feel like only the Kylie's of the world can do that. <laughs> One thing I want to touch on that, the Kylie's and Rihanna, they didn't actually create a brand. It was just white labeled. So really? someone else creates actual makeup and they just put their label on it. So it's the sort of thing where you could have the exact same makeup as Kylie Jenner, but uh, her brand is bigger. So she's leveraging her brand to sell more while no one knows who like 
George or Bob is, they're not going to sell, but it's the exact same product. And that's where white labeling comes in. Well, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I want to create really something for my, of myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to make it authentic. There we go. Authenticity from yourself. That's not just kind of like a shortcut method of things. Yeah, for sure. What I don't want to do is um, start a nine to five job. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So now I want to dive into kind of getting to more understand Flora and who she is as a person. So I'm curious to know when you're not working on your business and other projects, what do you enjoy doing for fun? And I'll, I'll frame this outside of COVID rules. I'm not taking them into consideration. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, lots of things. I really enjoy traveling, just making a little day trips, you know, even in my own country, like going to the city from, from time to time and explore. And phot- photography is also one of my passions that I enjoy really well. Taking photos of my friends, of myself, my just like beautiful places. I own a camera, so you know, like that type of stuff. Um, I enjoy food. <laughs> I love food. <laughs> yeah. So before the call, you're talking about Italian food is your favorite. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Pizza. Have love you learned pizza. to make any Italian dishes? Well, pasta is a pretty regular thing that I make, but I mean, I wouldn't say I'm. A, wouldn't say I'm a five, I'm a, I'm a three star chef or anything. I just okay. go with it. Just follow a recipe. That's it. You you enjoy it. You don't need to make it. You're one who enjoys receiving it. I do prefer to go out at dinner, though. So. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not really much of a chef, and I don't really care for much for cooking. So it's more it's more going out to dinner for me, which is not possible at this point. So you know we got to go with it. But um, yeah, overall, like traveling, photography, food, going to the gym, meeting with friends. Um, I really enjoy swimming if I, if I can, like, you know, just not like for just for fun, like not really like sport wise, but like I just you're, really not, you're love, not competing in races. No, I just really enjoy like being in the water for some reason. Nice. So I'm curious because you mentioned travel out of. All the places you've traveled to, because like I know when we travel places, we get these expectations of places. Where's the one spot that really surprised you of how great it was? Ooh, um, good question. Uh, I have a lot. I th- yeah, I don't know. I, I, that's a good question. We'll say most recently. Most recently. Well, COVID made me not <laughs> really travel a lot the past year. We'll go so, BC before COVID. <laughs> BC before COVID. I like that um i would actually say valencia yeah i would say valencia because the first time i went there wasn't when i wanted to live there but i went on holiday there for a short time and i really didn't expect much out of it but really it was like really the greatest city ever was there a certain charm or vibe to the city that really stuck out for you? Well, i think the city that just has everything it has a beach it has a beautiful city city center like really old but that also has a lot of modern stuff like really modern uh art architecture um not sure if you've heard of Val- the valencian architecture nope i'm not well versed in architecture unfortunately yeah well it's really really beautiful um it has great clubs it has amazing foods it's cheap that's ah, now we're talking really, there we go there we it's go really, like it's for me it's like what like i'm, I'm back here in the netherlands i'm like I'm not eating anything anymore because it's hella expensive here. (laughs) And yeah, the vibe, you know, the vibe. It has the park, the park, man, the park. It's gorgeous. It's 
10 kilometers of park in length it's you can and it's like you know it's like really tropical vibe going like green grass like all right oh, you sold me beautiful. you sold me tropical cheap heat you're talking my language honestly i was thinking about it and all of all the places that i've been it's probably the best expat city that i can think of perfect i'm adding that to my list thank you for that no problem thank you for and there that. are a lot of expats as well for the next one i want you to finish the rest of this sentence if i knew i couldn't fail i would I knew I wouldn't fail. Um, man, I would invest in stocks. <laughs> I would invest in Bitcoin and everything. <laughs> I wanted to get into that. I wanted to get into that. I just felt like not now because I'm still really on the tip of my toes with this. But if I'm like getting more settled, I really want to get into the stocks. That's definitely a good move, learning about investment. And it's like I had this talk with a friend recently. And I'm like, I'm just so focused now on kind of learning my craft, improving my skills in SEO and digital marketing, and also focus on creating content and really just helping grow Next Gen Fridays is the main objective. I'm like, I can't wait to get back to where like I focus on investing again. But I know that my time is limited and it wouldn't do any justice for me to put off one hour a week because it's not going to give me anything. I really like to immerse myself. So I'm like, once I get certain things set up and going, I'm going to go back to focusing my extra time on investing to help that grow and build because compound interest is a beautiful, beautiful thing. <laughs> I agree, man. I agree. So we're going to get to my favorite part. It's called the lightning round. So lightning round is simple. It's this or that style of questions. The main thing is don't think too fast. Just give the first answer that comes to mind. Ready? Awesome. Yeah, let's go. All right. Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes, for sure. TV show series or movies? TV show series. Dining out or dining in? Dining out. <laughs> Truth or dare? Truth. I'm a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Do you rather have money or free time? Free time. What's most important in a partner? Intelligent or funny? Ooh, that's a good question. I would say intelligent. Nice, nice. Which day starts the week? Sunday or Monday? For me, it always starts Monday, but I'm sure like people say, no, it's Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> and here's a tough one i'm gonna throw at you can you describe your life with a six word sentence oh god i know oh god six words oh that's that's difficult okay um at this point like right now yeah right now and you can't say i am doing a podcast with chris that's not gonna work <laughs> i would say my life is um hard working innovating a bit boring, but that's already six words. God damn it. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's, that's more than enough. Damn. Hardworking, innovating, and a bit boring. You got a little mix of everything. Yeah. Like <laughs> COVID. COVID. You know? COVID. Like, it's a COVID-adjusted COVID uh, six-word oh, sentence man. of your Freaking life. COVID. Awesome. So before we think, end things off, I also love to ask my guests this one question to close things off. Is if you could have a dinner guest over, dead or alive, who would it be? And why? Michelle Fawn. Don't, don't think you know her. Nope. Please tell us who's Michelle Fawn. Um, that's always my answer because from a kid on, she inspired me to start my own business. She is, um, she's a YouTuber. She got famous on YouTube. She is a makeup artist. She has her own makeup brand. She, she has, she has built uh, a subscription brand in the past. She sold that now for millions of dollars um 
now she has her own makeup brand and other side businesses and she is the most I would say true to herself person that I can find on the internet she's super inspiring and I don't know I've always kind of stayed true to her as a person like who I'm inspired by like who I would like to be when I'm older basically nice She's really, really successful, but also really, I think, the most genuine person on earth. Awesome. I'm going to look into that. I'm always curious about who these people are. That You should really look her up, like, in what she has accomplished, because, yeah, she's done big big things. She's really, uh, yeah. And she is true, like, to my passion makeup. She's also, like, really, you know, like that. She's a big deal. Yeah, totally. Floor. I want to say thank you for sharing your time with me today. It's been awesome. No it's been problem. great diving in. Thank you. To the listeners, thank you again for listening and joining on another episode. I'll see you guys next time. You guys all have an awesome day. Peace. Oh, yeah. Before I forget, if you enjoyed this, take the time to send a message to a friend and let them know that you appreciate them and that you're thankful and grateful for having them in your life. Because for all you know, that little message you send them may make a huge difference in their day. So, yeah, take that small step. Peace out.